Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Awesome. I am convinced. I hope you are too. So welcome to church today. Man, we are at the beginning of our Rise and Build month, and it is going to be just the best month ever. There's heaps of printed material around about what Rise and Build is. You can pick up one of these awesome books, a little bit about Rise and Build. So this is a whole month dedicated to the teaching around the principle of giving over and above our tithes for the advancement of God's church here on earth. The tithe is, is just giving. You can't be a good tither. You're simply a tither or you're not. Tithing is bringing 10% of your income, you know, of your first fruits to the house of God every week or whenever your pay period is. And that's a biblical principle that was established 2,000 years before the law even came into being with Abraham. And so this month is about not about tithing. But this is a month about giving over and above that which we regularly give to have the church propelled forward into all that God has in store for us. A great way to look at it is that tithing is for the maintenance of the church and offerings are for the advancement of the church. And this is a principle we see the whole way through the Bible, Old and New Testament. We see people giving regularly for them to maintain the work of the local church, but we also see people giving incredibly generously over and above that for the, the needs and the advancement of the local church. We saw it with King David. Well, actually, we saw it with the Israelites when they built the tabernacle in the wilderness where Moses said, bring gold and silver and precious jewels that these men may build a, a place of worship for God. And it got to the place where the laborers, the workers had to say, hey, Moses, these guys are bringing so much stuff, it's slowing us down. Like we got so much resource, it's a hindrance. Tell them to stop bringing resource that we may get on with the work. What a response to the leader Moses when he said, let's build God a place of worship. The same thing happened when David built the temple or when he, well, he didn't actually, his son Solomon built the temple, but it didn't stop David from giving over and above um, his regular giving to see the temple established. We see in the book of Acts, the new church birthed, which was birthed, you know, Jesus said, I did not come for the Gentiles, but I came to the Jews, the lost sheep of Israel. He came to a people group who knew about this, who came to a people group who operated in the, in the ways of God, who were in the temple, who were giving and tithing. And we see as the breath of the Holy Spirit uh, enters the, them and the, the modern church comes to fruition, it says that they met you know, daily, for fellowship, they met in the temple courts, and it says that people gave or sold property and possessions as there was need. We see the response to the Holy Spirit is the response of generosity. The response to the call of God is generosity, because we go from being um, focused on our capabilities and on our abilities to we 
to realizing the kingdom possibilities and the kingdom abilities. And as we allow God's Holy Spirit to breathe through us and bring revelation, we realize that in partnership with God, anything is possible. And the proper response to the Spirit of God is generosity. For God not withholding His only Son, the most generous gesture towards humanity was Jesus Christ. The most generous offering was God's one and only Son to redeem us. And our response to God is a response of generosity. Because we are His children of a generous God. And the children carry the Spirit of the Father, which is the Spirit of generosity. And we are those people because we are God, or the writer of Hebrews says, in the sight of God, we are all Abraham's offspring. That it is no longer a Jew and a Gentile, a God's chosen people and the others kind of thing. It's so anyone in faith is now considered in the sight of God, predating the law, predating the tabernacle, predating the temple, going way, way, way back to Abraham. In God's eyes, that's that same faith that we may carry in our spirit, and we identify with the great patriarch and father of our faith, Abraham. So I'm so excited about us taking the journey of a miracle this month in Rise and Build. And on our this church, and on Pastor Sarah and I, is the desire and, and the, the responsibility, I suppose you could call it, to leave to the next generation a freehold property. That we don't want to leave to the next generation something that we should have beat ourselves. David had to kill Goliath so the next generations could do their thing. And there's a giant in front of us as a church, and it's the property giant. And it's a big giant. It's a multi-million dollar giant. But we're not afraid of that. But this is our time as C3 Church Topor to really rise into the call and the commission that God has on us for this season, which is to leave to the next generation freedom in this financial area, that the next leaders of this church, the next generation of this church, they will have another mandate and another mission. And my heart is that their financial resource is not used up in doing what we need to do. That our job is to establish something for the generations to come, that when it's their turn, they can send people all around the world on missions trips or whatever their thing may be. That's up to them and God. But what, as for us and our turn, this is what is on us, and we're going to rise and build and continue to push into, not shrink back from this, this giant that is in front of us, which is the giant of getting our own place and owning it outright. It's going to happen. I have no doubt in my spirit. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I have no doubt that it is going to happen because God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not overcome it. It will not be overcome or overridden. It will override. It will come out on top. That the, the, the house of God will be the, the chief of all mountains. Wonderful imagery. Authoritative steadfast, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, a place of refuge, a place that will raise up a faceless army, a a group of people so vast and so large that will advance across the face of the earth declaring the goodness and the favor of Jesus Christ, a faceless army, people who have lost their own identity and clung to their new identity that they've found in Jesus Christ. 
So I want, I want you to come on the journey with us this month. And the, the theme word for rise and build is surge. There it is, a strong, swelling, wave-like volume or body of something, a sudden, powerful forward or upward movement. That as we all bind together, focused in the same direction, what was once impossible becomes possible. Like a, like a still body of water, like a calm ocean, molecules of water laying motionless and still. But as the wind begins to breathe across the surface of the ocean, as the wind begins to, to move those still particles of water, as the breath of God begins to breathe into His church, what was once still, what was once not moving, moving becomes active. It, it starts to move and it starts to build and it, it gains momentum and direction until it reaches its de desired place where it crashes upon the shore with great impact. So it, as it is with God and His people as His Holy Spirit breathes into us afresh, as He breathes into His church, He brings to us direction. He brings to us power. He brings to us focus and great impact with what we can do as a people moving together in the same direction. And we are moving together in the same direction through Rise and Build to bring a great offering before God to see us move closer and closer to the day where we purchase our own property. We will not stay in a leased venue in Jesus' mighty name. So it's about each part doing its part together. Isaiah 54 uh, says this in the New King New King James translation, he says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. This is a command, a prophetic word about the future glory of Zion, the future glory of God's kingdom. And he's saying to, to enlarge the place of your tent, to stretch the curtains wide and to not hold back. Don't have a stingy spirit. Don't have a, a fear-filled spirit. But he's saying, do not hold back in what I'm asking you to do. Do not do not shrink back, but press in and lean forwards into faith. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the left and to the right. He's saying, prepare for what is coming. He's saying, do all of that. Stretch, strengthen, lengthen, for you will spread out. And he's, this is a word to us as a church as well to prepare ourselves, to ready ourselves to not hold back because God is wanting to do something. God is wanting for us to spread out. He is wanting to increase us. He is wanting to add to us. He's wanting His desire is that none should perish, but all people should inherit everlasting life. He is the most inclusive person you could ever possibly meet. He's like, just bring them all in. Just tear the doors off. Just make a place big enough that all my whanau can come home for kai, for worship, for fellowship, to, to do life together. He's saying, stretch it out because I want no one to miss out on what I'm going to do. I want everyone to be in, I want everyone to have the opportunity to be added back into the flock, to be re-knitted back into the great tapestry of humanity. No spare 
threads getting pulled out, but woven back in. No picture half made, no body kind of half together, but a full, a functioning, a powerful body, a powerful church and a powerful people who are moving in step with the Holy Spirit. That where there is unity, God commands a blessing. And as over this month of Rise and Build, as we all unify together, it's not about all doing the same amount or giving the same amount, but it's about each part doing its part. The body is built, it grows, and it rises into the fullness of what God intends it to be. And over this month, as we each do our part, as we each stretch, as we all don't hold back, as we all lengthen our cords and and strengthen our stakes, you will find God touching your life. You will find His Holy Spirit breathing upon your finances, breathing upon your business, impossible situations becoming possible. And in the Western world, one of the greatest vehicles of faith we have is finance, because we're painfully self-sufficient. We're sick, we go to the doctor. You know, we need something, we just go to the shop and buy it. We need to be intentional to engineer faith into our lives. Like, what are you doing right now or in the week to come that's requiring you to walk in faith? Well, I know for me, it's an intentional, I, you know, we walk, we, live, we walk by faith, not by sight. And as this is us intentionally breaking our life open, that God can get in there and get the faith bus moving, get that faith faith vehicle in gear and and finances as God's gift to us to to apply the gift of faith to that. I'm gonna, Lord, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pledge to give and I'm gonna bring bring the whole tithe into your storehouse. And it's gonna take faith because we do the fair calculator, we plug in. You know, and we think we're going to end up in lack. But I'm convinced that I can't outgive God. I'm convinced that God is for me. I'm convinced that He will meet all my needs. And we build ourselves up in faith as we give and as we allow ourselves to be stretched open. That is where the faith peace kind of flows into us. And oh, it's the greatest place to live because it's where God lives. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. You're not going to please Him by living a great life. You're not going to please Him by singing a great song. You're not going to please Him by, you know, do, you're going to please Him when you walk by faith. You're going to please Him when you step out in faith. You're going to please Him when you use what His Son purchased for us on the cross to leave a mark on this earth. Not, he's, not, he's not pleased with, with miserly small-mindedness. That does not glorify God the Creator who made the earth and everything in it. Like crayfish giraffes it's like a stretch zebra with different colors like he this all comes from God he's crazy like he is so out of your box the only one in your box is you and I like we're like no he's he's just way out there and that's all no no eye has seen no air has heard no mind can comprehend what God has in store look out into creation he's got some stuff in store for those people who would step out in faith who wouldn't shrink back and be like no no it's not me you someone else but be it's me it's me I've got nothing to offer but I've got faith and as you walk in faith you find he puts things in your hands he puts resource in you but it's like who's going to start first who's going to make the first move well God's like it's your move it's our move 
His move was Jesus Christ. So we don't, do not need, we ha- He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm just quoting scripture to you. And this isn't even one liners, this is just Bible. That's what's so good about it. It's why Jesus said you don't live on bread alone. But this thing, you eat it, you consume it, it sustains you because there's a hungry spiritual man and woman on the inside of you who's desperate to live by faith, who's desperate to to live in the reality of God's kingdom, who's desperate to, to live connected to the creative genius and the eternal supply that is God in heaven. And he's like, man, if I could just get it through you, I could, I'd get it to you. But you know, we're not, we're not the, the end to the means. Like God, give me you know, and it's okay if you've got needs in your life. We're going to pray for you at the end that God would breathe, you know, bring a, a, a miracle in the financial area of your life. And if you do have needs, yes, call on the name of the Lord and, and ask Him. But that's the beginning, not the end. He, you know, he, he said to Abraham, I will bless you. But the requirement is that every nation is blessed through you. This is the requirement of the blessing is that you pass it on. That the blessing is not for you. I'm going to trust you, Abraham, my great son of faith, that as I give to you, as I bless you, it's going to make it through you. You're not going to just grow like whoop, like that girl who ate the wrong candy in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. All purple and out of shape. We won't. But this is who we are as people. This is who we are as a church. This is who we are as believers. We are people of faith. And if we can believe God for the eternal salvation of our our unseen soul, we can believe Him for the physical provision of our seen cash or our seen finance. Like you're already believing Jesus for way bigger things right now than your finance. You're believing that when you die, you're going to be with Him in heaven forever. That takes more faith than are you, can you provide for me my current needs while I sojourn here on this great earth you've blessed us with. So I'm saying you're already a great person of faith. You've already got it in you. You've already got the, the potential for something wonderful because you're already believing in the fullness of the cross, which is I can redeem, give, forgive you of its sins, redeem you, and seat you in heavenly places with me. And if we're all believing that, we can believe that while we're here, He can use our lives to do something significant. And as we band together, we're going to achieve the impossible. And people will speak of you in the future. People will look back to, you know, this particular season. They will be, I'm so grateful that group back in the early 2000s. They might be in like 20 something or other, way down the line. I'm so glad they bit that thing. I'm so glad they set us up. I'm so glad we had people who have gone before us who had, who had set a bar of not mediocre Christianity, but full throttle faith, all in for the kingdom, considering their lives not their own. Poured out like a drink offering. Give all in for the kingdom. What have we got to lose? Nothing. What have we got to gain? Everything. It's all on offer to gain. It is so good. And it's, this is what Rise and Build is about, us together beginning the journey of a miracle. Jesus said, I'm giving you the totally different message, but Jesus was met outside the, outside the city by 10 lepers. Now, they weren't allowed in the city. That's why he met them outside of the city. 
because that's where lepers hung out, total outcasts, excluded from work, excluded from their family, dogs of society. And Jesus comes, well, these guys come to Jesus, and they're like, Jesus, Jesus, help us. He's like, yeah, I'll help you. And uh, he says to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Oh, this is the most impossible thing they've ever been told to do. Because the temple is on the inside of the city. They're not even allowed to approach the gate. They're not even allowed to go near the city, let alone near the temple. And oh, lo and behold, should they get near a priest and defile the chosen man of God? Like it would be a public outcry to find a leper in the temple courts. And Jesus tells them, oh, just go and do what's impossible. Just that is, what, what shall we do, Jesus? He said, just go and show yourself to the priests. Like just, what should I do for rise and build Jesus? Or just, just give this much over and above your offering. Just, just, you know, bring in this much over the next year above your tithe. You're crazy, Jesus. It's an impossibility. So I know. That's why I'm involved. That's why he's involved. Because we sing the song, you're the God of the impossible. And we believe it. So it says this, that as the lepers went on their way, they were cleansed. That as they were obedient to the word of the word of Jesus Christ, as they were obedient to start the journey, the miraculous began to break out over their lives. So you may look at your life today and think, I've got nothing to offer. It's totally fine, but as you commit to the journey of a miracle, the journey of faith, heaven will break open over your life. The supernatural will break open over your faith. And as they went, as they just pointed their feet in the direction of the city, they could do that much. They could still walk. Maybe there was just crawling, but they could walk still. And they just began to start the journey of obedience. They just began to start the journey of faith. They began to start the journey of supernatural. They began to start the journey out of their lack, out of their misery, out of their oppression. They began to start the journey to their wholeness, to their freedom, to their restoration, to be reunited with family and loved ones. It's more than just what you see. There's so much more going on. And as we start the journey in Rise and Build, as you start to go on this journey with God, you will find impossible things happening around your life. You will find things breaking open over your life. For what is impossible for man is possible with God. It was impossible for those lepers to make themselves clean, but with God in the equation, that which was broke got fixed up. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.